What's up, people? Let's get this in. What's up, Mark? Let's get this sorted. Do you know any questions? With Mark. Thank you for joining me, bro. Ice Cream 6000, how you doing? Welcome. Mm. 21 questions. Hey. Today was sunny for real. I'm going to just give it five minutes, let people come in. How was your day? If you don't know about now, 21 questions, this is it. I am your host, IC. I go by the name of IC, if you do not know. Bree, let me know, am I crystal clear? Sit down, member. Thank you for joining us. 21 questions. This is on behalf of the sit down platform. I am your host, ICL's Blind, but now I see. Uh, and this is our Insta Live platform where we ask our guests 21 questions, as many questions as we can within the hour. Uh, they get one pass card. And if they don't skip that pass card, if they do not use that pass card, they win a prize at the end. All right. Make sure if you want to check all the other episodes that we've been doing, make sure you do it through the link in our bio. Okay, the link in our bio is going to lead you to the place, the promised land. Uh, We've done up to 10 episodes. Last week we had ZZ Mills um, and we've got it all uploaded on our YouTube, IGTV, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everything you can find through the link in our bio. Mm. Big up, Slider Cuts, Mark McIver, joining us today. Uh, going to be a nice conversation, man. Really have so much respect for this guy. Uh, but without further ado, we're just going to get into it, man. Why wait? Why wait? Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. How you doing, sir? What's going on? You're right. I'm good, man. I'm good. We're just getting the people in. You said you need a haircut. (laughs) Hold on. I need to make sure you said that correctly. You said you need a haircut. Yeah, I do definitely need a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know what to make of that. You, you're saying you need a haircut. Oh, you're breaking up a bit. Yeah, break up. Yeah, you can hear me now? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, 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 good now. You're good. How you been, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm well. I'm well, I'm good. You're getting ready for the fourth. Yeah, I'm hot. I'm (laughs) loads of phone calls. Inundated with loads of phone calls. I can um, imagine. Oh my days. Yeah. I'm just not picking up, to be honest. I'm just not picking up. 
is there is there any, is there any is there anyone that you would pick up for um yeah my brother <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my gosh yeah 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 and they don't need a trim they don't need a trim um but thank you thank you for joining us for 21 questions man um i've been a fan of yours from day dot just just seeing how you've just kind of maneuvered in your specific your particular space and i'm just inspired man you inspire me man you really really inspire me um as a black man from our community um doing amazing amazing things and i really just wanted to unpack that in your 21 questions um you have 21 questions you only have one pass card okay All right, cool. so that means that if you don't want to answer a question you can use that pass card and skip that question okay but right, cool. If you do use that pass card, you don't get your prize. Cool. I doubt I'll, well, I don't know what questions they are. I'm about to say, I doubt I'll pass anyway, but I don't no. know what the questions are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you said you need a haircut. So what I've got, this is your prize. So this might be yeah. a good, a good one. Um, and, and I, I can't believe Mark, Mr. Sliderkart is saying he needs, you, but you cut yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I've been that busy. Wow. I've had no time to cut myself. That is real busy. That is real busy. Well, guys, welcome to everyone that's joining us. This is 21 Questions. I am your host, ICL Blind, but now I see. Uh, and this is on behalf of the Sit Down platform. Um, this is our Insta Live series where we get guests on, ask them a range of questions within an hour and the allotted time. Um, and they have one pass card. If they skip, if they use that pass card, they don't get their prize. If he skips that pass card and doesn't use it, he will get his prize. Uh, big up our sponsors, Proper Corn, back, 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 the best popcorn in the world. And um, if you're watching this for the first time, at the end, we're going to ask you to give your feedback. So there's a link in the bio. And I want you to, as you're going through today's session, keep in mind if there's anything that you uh, felt was good about it or things we could improve, there's a link in the bio. Shout out to my barbers. Shout out Ernie. Shout out Diallo, um, they're my people. And when we get off this and we open up our shops, I need your help, brothers, because my hair is, my hair is mad. <laughs> my hair is mad. Um, all right, we're going to get it cracking. So we have something in common. We have something in common. We both, at a young age, shaved our heads in a bit yep. to cut our hair. <laughs> yeah, and I tried it. Um, all I tried to do was a parting, a line in my head. That's all I wanted yeah, to do. Yeah. And I made one mistake, and I tried to correct the mistake. As you and I tried to correct <laughs> that mistake, and then I just had to yeah. shave it all off. That's and I remember, <laughs> I remember going into school the next day. I think I just wore a hat. I wore a hat for about two weeks because I just couldn't live it down. Um, tell me about how in the beginning for you, cutting your hair has kind of helped you. What did you learn from that early stage of learning to cut your hair and just being a student of the game? Um, well, yeah, learning to cut my hair, me cutting my own hair was kind of like the start of my actual career. So Man. if that wasn't there, then, you know, I don't know if Slider Cuts would be here today. So <laughs> it's funny because obviously I started cutting my own hair due to, well, I had an interest in hair anyway, but yeah. due to not having any money or not being given one, yeah, not having any money to go to the barbershop. Yeah. So my mom's cutting my hair, my older brother's cutting my hair. My mom would just board off my head. My older brother would give me <laughs> like a, 
like a you know like a level three all around like yeah, never yeah. looking like it never looking like I had a haircut. So I was like, you know what, I want to fade like everybody else. So picked up the clippers, tried, messed myself up, had to cut it off, <laughs> but still never had no money to go to the barber shop. So yeah. next haircut, same thing, messed myself up. Next haircut, same thing, messed myself up. Wow. But each time I was getting better and little things were, yeah. were getting better. So um, you know, it was good. The the lack, you know, that you know, having no money. Mm-hmm gave me this career. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say um, barbering in itself, is it an art or can, can anyone, if they put their hand to it and practice and practice, can they do it? Or do you need to just be skilled and gifted at doing it? No, I think anybody can do it if you put your, your heart in it and you really yeah. train for it. Anyone can do it. To what level, I'm not sure, but I do believe this isn't like, um, yeah, anybody can do it. It's just like anybody can do anything technically. It's just about to what level. You yeah. know, you know, everyone has a potential. So you can, you know, go out there and run. But you know, your 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 fastest might be twelve seconds. Exactly. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know, whereas you know, you're saying both of nine seconds. So but if you train hard and you work hard, you can cut hair. Just like if you put into practice anything, yeah. you will get better. You'll get better. So yeah. Thanks. I just feel like it's the same thing with art. Like I don't think I'm good at art. I'm not, yeah. I know I'm not good at art, but if I was doing art when I was a kid, I would be good at art. Mm-hmm. To some degree, I might not be better than this particular person, but I would be good if I put enough time and hours into it. 100%, yeah, yeah, love it. Um, what would you be, if you, weren't, um, if you weren't a barber and if you didn't own that, you know, your store, what would you be, what would Mark be as a profession or in your, in your, what would your ambitions be? I don't know what my ambitions right now in life would have been, because um, I don't know the direction my life would have gone into, but I do know that I've always been interested in marketing. Yeah. I didn't know it was called marketing when I was a kid though. And you know, promotion and marketing, I didn't know, but I just looked back and realized that I was always pushing. Mm. And I was always like doing things, even as a kid, like with my youth center, when we're promoting like youth events and, I was kind of like organizing the event and um, so I guess events management and marketing would be. Wow, okay. I, was, I, was, I was organizing the events, I was promoting it, I was out on the streets by myself, you know, telling people, hey, we've got an event at this youth club, you know, come. <laughs> and I was doing all of that stuff there. And um, yeah, I just used to get even my, like when I used to MC when I was a kid and... Wait, wait, you used to MC? As a kid, but everyone MC'd as a kid. If you're, <laughs> if you're, I feel like if you're over... If you're over 30, maybe, 30, maybe if you're over 30, 30, if you're over 32, right? Yeah. You MC. At some stage, or you, what, or you what tried and failed. What was your MC name? Slider. For real? Yeah, definitely. All right, come on, you've got to, give me, give me one of your lyrics. What, for when I was 30, 14 or something like that? Yes. Um, I lived when I was at that age. Um, and what was it to? Was it to Grime or Garage? It was Garage, started with Garage. So when Grime came in, when Grime came in, it's kind of when I stopped. So I okay. was there a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. But then I just kind of like, I just stopped. I was about 18 and I just stopped. Um, but Come on, lyric, give me a garage uh, lyric. A garage lyric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was those old lyrics back then? Um, <laughs> oh, why am I? I'm brain freeze. <laughs> Someone said four bars, please. Four bars, I give four bars from now, but from back then, I, the only thing is, 
I remember parts of lyrics, so I don't know the beginnings. I can give you part of a lyric. Which I, is the, anything, um, anything. <laughs> I just want to hear your flow. Um, crews want to be the best, nevertheless, my style's hot, gonna infest, gonna progress. Set MC want to test, get put to death from rest. Messing with the wickedest crew from Northwest. You're not ready for the limits that I spit. You're not ready for the limits that I spit. Ripping limits, I bullets, I'm leaving holes in clicks. You're not ready for the limits I spit. I, they're so hard, I'm making sure you're getting hit by bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a round of applause in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on, that is some hidden then. talent. Hey. Britain's got talent for real. I love it. <laughs> All right, so you'll definitely be in marketing. I think one of the marketing things that and I events. Really, marketing and events. I think one yeah. of the things I love about you is you you really took the the idea of barbering and you 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 brought it to that professional um, arena because barbering back in the day, I remember just going to get my hair cut. If I was calling up a barber. He wouldn't pick up his phone or yeah. I'd get to the shop. He said he would be there on the Saturday morning. He didn't come till like 2 p.m. Yeah. So the professionalism around barbering wasn't there. But you are someone who has stood out because you've taken the arena that sometimes isn't really looked at with much um, respect and you've made it a respectable art. Is there, was there a light bulb moment where you said, you know what, I need to make this switch. I need to make it something respectable and, and professional, professional. You know what? There wasn't a light bulb moment. I always just saw it like that. That's good, yeah. So it wasn't kind of like suddenly I was four or five years in and I was like, actually, I need to do this. It was I always, from when I started cutting hair professionally in like the barbershop with DNLs at the time, mm -hmm. when I was 18, I always treated it like that. So, yes. and it's just the way I work. So um, I went in there, you know, I was there, I'd be there before like um, the manager would turn up waiting. So the shop to open up, you know, then go in. I've, I've stayed there for the end of the day. Wow. I was working seven days for, for that at that time for, you know, I would go into work before work, before college, sorry. When college finished, I'd go back to work. Um, I, and I just saw it as a business. So I've always said this, and it's sad to say this, to be very honest. Um, and I'm not saying that even if the game was different, I wouldn't be as successful even further. But I always mm. said, a lot, the, a lot of people in the industry made my excelling a lot easier because I, okay. because I wasn't doing anything which was like mind boggling or, you know, mind blowing. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. you know, if I'm turning up when I say I'm going to be there, that's not yeah, something yeah. that should be, and, I, and, I've, and I've said this to be honest, that's not something that should be praised. Yeah. You know, what that I'm on time, that's not something to be praised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what that I say, if I'm running late, I say, you know, sorry, I'm running late. That's not something to yeah. be praised. This is this should be a standard, you know, and the fact that when you can let people praise it shows the state of the industry we're in, which means it's not yeah. actually a good thing because yeah. I'm getting elevated and praised for very basic, very, very basic elementary things. You know, I, I, I praise my son who's three months old, who's three years old, because I'm, you know, when he does something like he's been very polite and, you know, he's like, you know, thank you or please can I blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, good boy, you know, because he's learning, yeah. you know, but I'm not going to be praising him for doing this when he's 20. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. No, I like that. No, it's true. I, know, I think that's... That I remember watching a video and you were talking about, especially in your masterclass, about how, you know, those elements, like you said, made it easier. You having a website made yeah. it easier for you to excel because, oh, I know where I can find slider cards. I know what time. Yeah. I know where he's going to be. And I think yeah. these are elements that a lot of people entering that into this kind of arena 
if they can adopt, it can become the norm. And then when it becomes the norm, then we can move to the next level where we're moving in even you know, greater excellence. Oh, definitely. And I didn't even know at the time I was, you could say, quote, unquote, heading up the game. So even when I started mm. my website, I never even thought, oh, well, there's loads of... I didn't realise that nearly everybody didn't have a website. Yeah. But I was so... I had such tunnel vision. I was just like, I'm a business. So I remember it's been like, businesses have websites. I need a website. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think, oh, well, no barbershops have websites. You know, none of these other shops have websites. I was just like, I'm a business. I need a website. And my first website was so basic. It was one page with barely <laughs> no information in it. It yeah. had it says slider cuts. It had my number. I'm not even sure. I might have had an email address and had the address mm. where I worked. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I got a lot of business from that one page because no other barbers had the websites. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so people knew where to reach me. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, how did um, you kind of branding yourself? No, not branding yourself, but taking on that professional manner. How did it get you the type of clientele where you had celebs calling you and everything and you were cutting big, big, big people's names? Because that is a big thing to trust somebody with. Your hair, especially for the artist, especially someone who is on the front line, calling you to cut their hair how did that happen? And who was your first person? Um, the first celebrity I ever cut was Richard Blackwood. Wow. When I was about nine, no, I was 19. I was 19. 18, 18 or 19. I wasn't ready, but I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Richard. I, was, I remember I was still in college. Wow. Um, and I didn't want to cut his hair because I was nervous and I didn't think I was ready. And the barbers that normally cut his hair weren't in. So he's like, all right, you do it. I'm wow. Like, I was like, ah. Oh, you know <laughs> and, and you obviously knew who he was. Of course I do. You know, you, everyone knew who Richard Blackwood was. Richard Blackwood yeah. was like, Richard Blackwood was like, was like the Will Smith of, of you know, of the UK yeah. at, that, at that time, right? So everyone knew Richard Blackwood. I knew Richard Blackwood. He'd come and got his hair cut with the other barbers. Yeah. It's just that day they weren't in. So he was just like, you do it. And I said, ah, oh. they're going to be in tomorrow, you know? <laughs> He's like, no, no, you can do it, you can do it. I said, ah, wow. you, know, you, you should just wait because, you know, you know, I was trying to give all the excuses so he wouldn't cut with me. But he was just like, don't worry, you got this, you got this. You've seen him do it, right? I was like, wow. yeah, he goes, yeah, don't worry, you got this. <laughs> so I just spent time sweating with myself <laughs> trying to get this right because he was getting like this low drop fade before anybody was doing it in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I got to get to Richard Rack and he was the first one doing that fade, like, so it's kind of like, it's all dark here and it's skin mm -hmm. faded there. And it's just like, oh, I'm looking at it and this is a madness. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, so yeah, he, he, was, he, he was the first. Richard was cool as well, because obviously he wasn't as good as the other barbers, but he tipped me. He was like, wow. thank you. He was like, you know, see, I told you you can do it. He goes, make sure, you know, when people come in and ask for this space, you charge them extra because it takes a bit longer. You know, so he was, um, he was he was really he was really nice about it, you know, um, and he was supportive. So he didn't make me feel a certain way, even though he yeah. knows it wasn't as good as the other barbers. But <laughs> he was still kind of like appreciating the fact that I was cutting his hair. So yeah. that that was good. That's good confidence for a young barber. Definitely, definitely. How did that then lead on to um, other like well-known figures? Um, well, first of all, it was the barber in front of me, um, Damon. He was cutting all these celebrities mm -hmm. and like football players. So whenever he wasn't available, Damon from Cut the Chat. Yes, Damon from Cut the Chat. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, cool. so, yeah, so whenever he wasn't available, like he's gone on holiday, they would come to me. And it's funny thing is, 
his clients will come to me even though I wasn't better than the other barber next to you, which is Frankie. Frankie was my, not even a little bit better than me. Frankie was, I couldn't even, he was so far ahead, I couldn't see him. <laughs> wow. You know, but it's what happens in relationships is kind of like because they see me working next to him, and because I was always involved in conversations, people were comfortable with me. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. you do it. You know, even though there's a better barber, sometimes I'd be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do it. You know, yeah. but like, it's like, you do it. But people just, and I just understand, and I, that's something, one of the first things I learned in the industry. Mm. It's not always even about who's the best. It's about how comfortable people feel with you. Yes. So people yes. say, if yes. people see that I've got a good relationship and good vibe with you, people will come to you even though those two are better than you. Definitely. They're yes. just something subconscious that makes you say, no, no, I'm going to cut with you. So some of the football players and stuff like that, he, wasn't, he was on holiday, I'd be cutting them. And I was kind of like, for quite a bit in the shadow of Damon, which wasn't an issue to be in the shadow of Damon because I shouldn't have been in front of Damon because he was clear cut. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, you know, he was so far ahead as well. I couldn't see him either. So um, it was kind of like, oh, Damon can't do it. You do it. And that's so I've been those type of things. I think when I came out of the shadows of like, when I mean the shadows, I'm talking about they're coming to Damon, but yeah. Damon can't do it. So I'm doing it. You know, the first kind of celebrities after that, which actually came to me to cut their hair was, um, there would have been, there's probably going to be a few which I'm forgetting. There'll be like Plan B. I remember Plan B. I got off my own back. You know Plan B? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but I got, yeah, I got, I, he, he was coming to me a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you know, this kind of like, you could say like, people I just kind of knew growing up sometimes, you know, like people you know growing up and now, now they've kind of made it, but you, you cut their hair, you know, but, you know, but, you know, you, you just know them anyway, but they've mm -hmm. blown up. And then I remember cutting this guy, um, he called Pop, Pop Spencer. He, okay. he's a basketball player. He was playing for definitely the Houston Rockets at the time. He's from, he's from London, he's from Tottenham, Tottenham originally, wow, but he got okay. a scholarship in America. Nice. And I cut him randomly one day, just in a shot, he just came in and waited. And I cut him and he was tall, dark, tall, and had you know, kind of an American accent. So I was like, I was cutting him, I was like, <laughs> like you look like you could be a basketball player. I didn't even think, actually, I just thought, <laughs> you're tall, you know, yeah, American yeah, yeah, accent. Yeah. But I just cut his hair, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know anything, I didn't even know who he was. Then I remember he came back a year later literally wow. a year later, um, because he was in his off season, he was coming back to see his family. Mm -hmm. And then I cut him, I just asked him, and he came to me now, now he's waiting for me because he liked the haircut I gave him the last time. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I cut him, I was like, yeah, like, you know, um, yeah, what are you doing over here? And this and that, and he's just like, oh, I come see my family, I actually play basketball out in America. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So every year when he came back, he came to me. And then when the Olympics came over to, to London, he gave me the call to cut the basketball team, and that's when I cut LeBron James, wow. Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and the rest of them. And nice. that came from and that came from him, you know. So this is the kind of the point when I started getting really um, approached, yeah, and getting getting approached um, for me just kind of like just cutting. And yeah, and, I really, and the reason why they came is because one, obviously they like their haircuts. Two, the professionalism, you know, the fact you know, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, we'll meet yeah. in the morning, we'll meet in the morning. Um, being polite to them, um, yeah, all of those things that they, they really like. So that's kind of where it kind of really, you could say, started. And to be honest, I always forget off the top of my head a lot of the people which I cut. So I know there's loads of people mm -hmm. in between which I'm actually yeah. forgetting about. 
Um, but just an overview to some degree. Yeah. And I started into my groove. And then also what happened to another jump was when social media came out, uh, I just started like when Instagram came out, let me say social media, when Instagram came out, I was posting mm. a lot of pictures on Instagram. And then this is when now celebrities started just seeing me. And the reason was because, because I was posting so much, I didn't know how the algorithm worked. I didn't know people were seeing it, but there was a lot of people now just seeing my page. My pictures were coming up on the Explorer page. Yes, yeah. You know, so I remember like Anthony Joshua, he saw my Instagram. Wow. That's how, that's how, that's how I started kind of, yeah, he saw my Instagram. Nice. But he was, and he was watching it for a while before he um, like reached out to get a haircut from me. Nice. So, but he wasn't following me. He was just watching it and watching me. Same thing with Reggie Yates, but Reggie Yates, funny enough, he saw my page flash up on his Explorer page and saw we had a couple mutual friends to some degree, not mutual friends, mutual people we know. And he saw the haircuts a few times, then he followed me and he followed me for six months. And then he, so I remember seeing him follow me and I was like, why is Reggie <laughs> following me? Like, <laughs> why is Reggie following me? But you know, he's following wow. me, but you know. And then like six months later, he sent me an email. I was like, yeah, can I come get a haircut? Cool. I, Tiny Temple, same thing. He was watching my page for months before he reached out for it to get a haircut. And this is why I always said to people, you're always in an interview. Whether you know it or not, you are always in an interview. Yeah. And the most important interviews are the interviews when you don't know you're in an interview. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, this is, and this is testament to like Anthony Joshua was interviewing me for months while he's watching me, so, my professionalism, yeah. my haircuts. Same yeah. thing with Reggie Yates, same thing with Tiny Temple. They're watching it. And also, you know, with Tiny LSA and, and Anthony Joshua, especially, I don't even know they're interviewing me. I could have failed the interview. Yeah. yeah. So, and that made me think to myself, how many people have watched my page and not liked me or not mm -hmm. liked my haircut and said, no, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not going to cut it because get... I, don't, yeah. I don't like his haircuts, you know, which is fair enough. And it made me think, you know, you're always in the interview. And I remember like, I cut Nelly one time, right? And I'm not really, literally, I'm not actually name dropping. I'm just talking the story. I cut Nelly one time. Right? Talk your things. And um, when I was like, he sat in a chair and I was like, okay, yeah, so um, yeah, what, what do you want done? And he said to me, so I saw this haircut on your page and he went, he went onto Instagram and he's like, I saw this haircut on your page, right? Yesterday, wow. yeah, like, he's he, he strolling through and he's strolling through and in my head, I'm like, you were on my page yesterday, watching my haircut. <laughs> Looking at my haircuts. This is crazy. You're interviewing me. Yeah. And I passed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah, um, you're always in an interview, you know. So when you're putting yourself out there, we you know I heard loads of people say things like, you know, well, you can't judge me by it's social media. And it's like, of course oh, people yeah. can. You're yeah. the one who's putting it out. It's, you know, like it's if somebody else was putting that content about you, you could say, Don't judge me on that content because that's somebody else. Someone else is putting out there, they're twisting it, they're putting out what they want to put out. But if you're putting out the, the, the content, then what are people supposed to judge you by? Yeah, this is what you're choosing to put out there. You want this out there, whether yeah. it's silly memes, jokes, professional, what, professionalism, whatever it is, you're choosing to put it out there. People, of course, are going to judge it. What more, what more could people judge on than the things <laughs> you're putting out <laughs> yeah, of yourself? Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, you know, I guess really always think about that, you know, you're always in an interview. So, and I always have the same, which I say, the person you want to be when the right person is around needs to be the person you become, period. All the time. Yeah, definitely. Say it again for them. Say it again for them. <laughs>
the person you want to be when the right person is around needs to be the person you become, period. Period, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I think you did that, whether, I don't know if it's knowingly or unknowingly, but the professionalism in which you used to approach this industry from the yeah. beginning meant that yeah. you were already in a habit, a form of habit. Yeah. And yeah. Instagram came, but even if Instagram didn't come, you still would have been in that space. And it just so happens that attitude, that mentality collided with Instagram, collided with social media, and then collided with these uh, people, well-known people seeing your work mm -hmm. ethic, yeah. seeing that mentality and saying, you know what? I want that. And like you said, six months, and Reggie was watching six months, oh, no, sorry, Anthony, so it was six months, that's six months of saying, like you said in the beginning, can I trust this slider cuts yeah. guy with my yeah. hair? Let me wait another month. Yeah. Let me wait another month. And you could have stopped. You could have said, you know what, this page is, is not doing anything and stop posting. Yeah. But for six, so this again talks to persistence and just believing in your craft and believing in what you're doing because somebody out there is watching. Somebody out there is watching. They're interviewing, interviewing. you. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, let's see. So I wanted to talk about, first of all, just pick up everyone that's joined us for this live. So much gems just being dropped. Mm -hmm. um, can you put some gems in the comment section? I just want to know that you're here and I just want to thank you um, for joining us. Uh, Mark has just given us some gems, gems, gems. Um, Shout I want out to Tyron. Shout out Tyron. 100, Tyron, 100 meters. He was a 100 meter sprinter. I was cutting Big him. Like, he's another guy. Like, he, he was running for the GB. Um, wow. He was running for Olympics for the GB. And yeah. I, I, was, I was cutting his hair when he was coming, coming back from America. But I was cutting his hair actually because he went to my school. Mm -hmm. he, oh, he was like wow. about four years older than me in secondary school and I used to I used to look up to him as well because he used to go to the running club next to my house and I remember when I was younger I started going to the running club and I remember he like that's the guy that he's the fast one I want to ask you um let me see what I want. yes so you've been your barber in your barber in your barber in your barber room but you know and big up big up my barber Diallo um, he talked about how his dream was to have his own shop. Yeah. Um, for you, I could have, I sort of following your journey, there were different points where I thought, oh, I thought Slider already had a shop, his own yeah. shop. But for you, yeah. was there, um, was it intentional in, in making it wait that long? Uh, was there a specific place that you wanted? And, no. And, and was, no. No, what happened with that was, I'm going to just let's be honest about it. I had subconscious views to want to open up my own shop. I always thought kind of like it'd be good to open up my own shop. But I had this thing which I was like, you know what? No, because I'm loyal to the shop which I'm in. Wow. So I always saw it as, nah, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do in the shop which I'm in, which is DNLs at the time. So it was, uh, I've been in my shop for like a year and a half now. So we're talking about four years ago, four, five years, four years, let's say around four years ago, right? Mm. Um, I came to a place where I said, actually, I'm going to open up my own shop. And the reason was because um, I was like, I feel like I can open up my own shop. I've got all these views and things which are how I want um, a shop to run. And I can't do it in somebody else's shop because yeah. it's not anything um, like devious. It's just or anything bad. It's just it's someone else's shop. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. It's just like when people move out their parents' house. Because, you know, they get sick and tired of the fact that your mom or your dad's telling you, you know, be home at this time and switch off the lights and turn the volume down on the TV and why you could yeah. be so late and whatever yeah. it is, right? 
<laughs> and you get to the point where you're like, actually, I want my own space now to do the things which I will do. Or yeah. if, you're, if you, you might not care, and you're just like, you know, cool, I can follow those rules because I don't actually really care, you know. But for me, I was just like, I really want to have my own space because I had, I, I, I had this passion of the way I wanted the shop to run, you know, and yeah. I couldn't do it in somebody else's shop. So I decided I was going to, and the reason why I decided I was going to, because before that, I was like, you know what, when people used to say it to me, like, I'm telling you, I'm talking about from like 10, 12 years ago, people used to say it to me, like, you know, oh, when you open up your own shop, when you open up your shop, and I was like, nah, 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 because I saw it, I had this loyalty to the shop, which I came to realize was um, I had a misconception of what loyalty was. So my idea of what loyalty was was actually holding me back because I just kind of wow. thought, well, this is where I stay. This is where I, you know, I built up this place. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be because mm -hmm. I, I had this misconception and I realized that actually you can be loyal to someone, but you can, don't be stupidly loyal because, and what I mean stupidly, I'm not, and make it clear, when I'm saying stupidly, I'm not talking about the shop, there's anything wrong with the shop. Yeah, you know, or like the shop or doing the shop, you know, DNLs are doing anything wrong in the slightest. I'm talking about it was just my idea of being like, no, nah, no, you can't do that, no, you can't do that, no, you can't do that, and I just felt like I just couldn't couldn't do it. Then a few things happened, and I realized actually, yeah, I can't, of course I'm gonna put my own shop. Like why, like why not? And I just said straight away told the owners straight away when I when I decided to do it, which was like four years ago, like about three years before I left, I told the owners, told the management, told everybody. I'm sorry, I'll part manager, manager anyway. Um, told everyone, I'm, I'm going to open up my own shop. And um, made it clear, we had talks and things like that. But um, from that point there, what took, made it so long for me to open up my own shop was I was trying to find the right location. And I just didn't want to um, just go and open up a shop anywhere just for the sake of opening yeah. up. I was like, no, I had a vision of where I wanted it to be. Had to have parking outside, had to be near a station, had to have loads of buses that come around there. You know, wow. had to be... Um, around an area that had loads of like the customers which I would be cutting, but not be in the area of these customers. I had these specific things of, of where it had to be. So there were loads of available places, but not they the weren't right the right space. places. You know, I had to think about the type of clientele which I have coming there and had to say, okay, you know, would they come here? Would this be a comfortable environment? There's all of these different things. And that's why it took three years basically before at that wow. point when I made that decision um, to, get the shop. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the reason why before that, which a lot of people started thinking, you know, why have you, you know, got not your own shop or is this your own shop? And the reason why I wasn't doing that at the time is just because I just felt, um, I kind of felt bad. I was thinking, no, you can't do that. No, you don't do that. And then I realized, no, there's nothing actually wrong with that. You know, no yeah, one has to stay under anybody forever. You can, <laughs> it's not even a bad thing. You can, you can work for someone forever. But it, that's the thing with me as well. The issue wasn't working for someone. Cause here's the thing with me. I haven't got an issue, like, if you, know, if you know me, if you ask my wife, if you ask people around me, I haven't got an issue with, with authority. Like, I haven't got an issue with even, like, I never had an issue with working with other people. Um, it was more so for me that I had this vision of the way I wanted the shop to run yeah. Yeah. and how I felt it should be and look and all of these different things, right? And at the same time, I built up this brand and, you know, I had all these, I, so I was doing things that you could say shops would do. And that's when you started realizing that when you call it, you're leaking. Yeah. You know, it's gonna, even though you're being a worker, you're leaking because you're actually doing things that shops people do, which I didn't realize. You open up, you've done a website. No, most barber shops haven't got it, you know, or solo barbers ain't got it. You know, you're doing mm. clothing, saying side of cuts mm. in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, 
there's various things you're doing adventure, just doing all these things, then it's like, right, you're actually leaking, you know, so you're actually suppressing, <laughs> I'm actually yeah. suppressing myself. And that's yeah. why I was like, okay, you know what, let's say I need, yeah, I'm gonna open up a shop. Tell, tell me about that culture that you were desperately trying to create. What is the barbershop culture of slider cuts? If I was to come to a slider cuts uh, studio right now, what would I experience? And what, was you, what were you trying to get me to experience? It would be community, banter, you know, laughter, jokes, all that kind of stuff there. All that kind of stuff there, which you get in like, you know, a lot of black barbershops anyway. You know, you get the community, you get the banter, you get the kind of like the dissing, you know, two people having a cussing <laughs> match, you know. You know, you, you, <laughs> oh man, it is. sometimes you're in the chair, yeah. I, I'm in the chair, I'm getting cut. I do need to go somewhere, but this banter, this conversation, this, argue, this football argument, for example, yeah, yeah. is just too funny. And, and but like you mentioned, it's all part of that, that yeah. you know, experience. And I wanted all of that still, but I wanted it with a very PG stamp put onto it. Because I always felt that, would you call it, one, the barbershop is the hub of the community, mm -hmm. but also because we cut, so there's loads of things, but I'm going to say some of the things, just a few things. Because we cut like kids from when they're young to when they get older, like people mm -hmm. in the community respect us, whether you're yeah. on the roads or you're a banker, you're the postman, you sweep the streets, you know, so whatever you are, people in the community just respect us, right? So I always thought, why are we not using that respect we have and the influence we have to mm -hmm. actually affect change within our community? Deep. So I always saw the barbershop as somewhere where we could actually be mentors and teachers in our community. Instead of us just going along with the culture and the current, you know, flow of the way things are going, why can't we be the change? So as example, when someone comes into the shop and you're 13 years old or 14 years old, why do you need to hear, I was banging this girl yesterday, then my girl caught me and this and that. Why do you do that? Why can't you actually hear it instead, actually, I love my girl and we're wow. getting married. <laughs> why can't that why can't that why can't that be the conversation they're hearing or why can't they hear as example i'm you know actually i'm going to university and i'm gonna i'm i'm, I'm and i'm happy because i'm going to you know get a first why can't that be the conversation they hear why can't they hear instead would you call it oh yeah i'm going for a job interview yeah i got turned down but i'm just going to keep going or why can't they see us being like okay do you know what um you know you need some money yeah you know hold that that's for your travel blah 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 whatever it is why can't people see this you know, why can't they see successful people that are not on the roads? Mm -hmm. And furthermore, to take, a shot, take it further, why can't they see successful people that are not entertainment, in, in entertainment or sports? <laughs> and those people, and those people kind of bigged up, and those people bigged up in a sense, you're seeing them and you're having conversations and you're bringing those conversations out of people. So I was kind mm -hmm. of like, the same environment of what a barbershop has, but I just wanted to spin it where it's kind of like, when you come in here, if you if you are like a parent and you leave your twelve year old son here, you feel comfortable. Yes. They're yes. not gonna feel like he or she's gonna come out and be like, "What's a blah blah blah? What's a blah blah blah? <laughs> you know, what's 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 you know, a dotty this or whatever it is? You know, like you no, know, because <laughs> whatever it is, like, but you're gonna feel comfortable <laughs> with having someone in that environment. And I just kind of thought, why can we? not just influence the community in the correct way to help them and raise them up. Because at the end of the day, even if you're up to badness, why do you want the next generation to be up to badness? Because loads of people say, you know, I only do it because I have to. And you know what? That's a different whole different conversation, right? But if you are, why are you glorifying it? And why are you influencing the next generation to do that? Because what you should be doing is like, actually, I've done this, but I don't want them to do that. So yeah. furthermore, I'm going to hide that from them.
they don't even need to know. They don't, they don't even need to know about that because I don't want them to go down this road. So mm-hmm. that for me, those were the key things where just kind of like let's help them out. And that's the reason as to why I've got like programs like Philip, like the runner scheme, where it's kind of like we hire young boys between the age of thirteen and sixteen. We let nice. we pay pay them, mentor them, let them sweep up, bank money, do stock checks, all of these mm-hmm. different things, right? Because I'm kind of give right back as well as Philip. Philip is a scheme which is just kind of like you can come in if you need help with a form. Job application, college application, wow. we'll help you with it. You don't pay, you don't need to pay. We don't need to post it. You don't need to post it. You don't have to be a customer of the shop. You don't ever have to get your hair cut. And we don't even have to talk about it. It's not like, okay, we've done that for you now, so make sure you post it on Instagram. No, you don't need to do anything. We will just it. help you with the form. And this is what it was for me, like knowing the power of the black barbershop. And, you know, and I yes. say the black barbershop just because the black barbershop everyone knows who come from that type of environment is like a community center. You know, it's one yeah. of the few spaces where, you know, black people actually congregate. It's just like kind of like the working class white man and the pub, or, you know, mm-hmm. or, the, yeah. or, the, you know or the middle class white man and, you know, the members club. You know, I felt like yeah. with black people, this was kind of like their members club. This was their pub. This was, you know, like the Turkish mm-hmm. people have their snooker halls. If you come from mm-hmm. around, like... Tottenham, there's like um, lanes. Oh, you've frozen up. We'll wait for him to come back. I think he's frozen up a bit. Oh. My freeze. Alright, what I'll do guys, let me um come back on. Cool, let me do that again. I'm not sure what happened. It just cut, uh, it just, <laughs> just cut out. <laughs> it just said, no, you know what? It came up, the screen just says, thank you for joining us. Wow. Like, like the <laughs> live was over. <laughs> um, but you were saying that, yeah, it's like it's its, it's own community yeah, centre. community centre. You know, every community and different cultures have their own community centres. You know, so the barber, you know, the black barbershop was that space. And especially where loads of youth centres have been closed down. Yeah. You know, the barbershop's importance has, has even has elevated because those youth centres aren't there no more. So, you know, they haven't got these youth workers which are talking to them every week, which I remember when I was younger, I was in the youth centre. And, you know, the youth centre leader, youth leaders would talk to you and say, you know, what you're doing, this and that, whatever it is. And yeah. now that's removed. It's like, well, now the importance has even gone up. So I was just like, for me, the barbershop was more than giving good, obviously giving good haircuts, you know, but just being an influential space, a comfortable space, you can come talk, vibe, do all the banter, do the football arguments, all that kind of stuff there, you know, but also to really help the community. Awesome, man. How do you, um, practically, in a practical way, how do you make that a culture? So in terms of your team, what is it that you say to your team or how do you instruct your team about their day-to-day kind of um, going on, going on of the shop? Is there certain rules in place or yeah. certain things you put in place? There's rules, there's rules. Before you even come to the shop, there's a, there's a like a, not a rule book, but it's kind of like a, a side of cuts book, you know, when you're joining the team. Nice. All the things we expect, you know, from your etiquette to your behavior to everything, you know, like no swearing, you know, no music. Wow. We don't play no music, we're swearing in it. We don't even play, my thing is, is, we don't even play any music that even like with any badness. That's my whole thing is, but I don't, I don't care to hear the edited version of music. 
just play we play music that doesn't have any of that in it full stop you know that's why most <laughs> of the, that's why most of the time we're playing gospel in the shop okay. yeah. <laughs> you know but my thing is because also my thing is how can i be in a position where i'm here talking to all the youth stop doing this stop doing that then in the background i've got we could stab this kill that bun this bun that you know but and and i'm not saying that suddenly if i'm telling the youth that and they're hearing that in the background suddenly they're going to be like oh you're a hypocrite but for me it's kind of like and a 360 creating a whole environment, environment that is leaning towards that goal of what I'm trying awesome. to do, you know, yeah. from some of the smaller things to some of the bigger things, you know, so yeah. yeah, so just kind of like, yeah. And then we have meetings, you know, like kind of like monthly meetings where it's kind of like, you know, I also talk one-on-one to people. If I see people slacking in certain things, I talk to them one-on-one and just like, listen, you need to stop this, stop this, stop doing that. And ultimately it's come to the point where you just have to be willing to let go of people. If you don't want to follow this way, the way which I'm doing things, then it's kind of like, well, you don't need to be here. You can go be in a barbershop where they let you do all of those things there. But that won't be tolerated in this shop. Yeah, yeah. If you are part of the Slider Cuts team, can I get a, I want some scissors in the comment section. We <laughs> salute you um, because you've got the man, but there's a team that makes that uh, oh, possible. Oh, yeah, the team, 100%. Um, there's loads of us. Um, how is, okay, what's the time on the Rolex? All right, we've got about 40, okay, so... Two questions, well, a few more questions. Oh, I've got so much on our show. Okay. Hmm. How have you found, because you've, you know, you've won loads of awards. Yeah. Um, you've had massive campaigns with Facebook. How is black barbering seen outside the community circle? What is it, what is the perception of black barbering that you've seen? I think it's weird because I've been working from 18. I've got kind of glimpses of it, but I worked in one shop till I got my own shops, I don't fully know, but I know from what other people say. So I know the black barbershop from the outside is seen as, you know, to be fair, let's be very honest about it, from the outside and the inside, it's seen as, you know, if you make an appointment, your barber might not be there. <laughs> you know, um, oh, you know if it's a, especially if it's the morning, your barber might not just be coming in. You know, um, you know, barbers are rude. Mm-hmm. You know, the barber's always right. Um, <laughs> you know, the barber does what he wants in my hair. I mean, I'm just being real about the kind of the things that people are always saying. And that's why, and I got this from people being like, you know, oh, really, like, you're polite. Like, that's something to be elevated. And I'm like, that's not quite to be really elevated because we're supposed to be polite. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you know, we're supposed to be, you know. Um, but there's things where it's kind of like, you know, the barber's never wrong, you know, the kind of like, you know, the barber does what he wants. It's just like, this is kind of how it's kind of seen as well as it's seen as kind of like a really real community space. And it's seen as kind of like a second home or third home. Um, and, we, and, you know, look, people, you know, put up a load of stuff because, you know, they still love the environment and stuff like that. But they do still kind of like, it's just seen as a place which is just not professional. That's yeah. what, I think that's how it's just seen. It's not seen as, it's not professional, but you build up such a bond with your barber slash barbers, you, you just take it. use it because it becomes like family. So, you know, your brothers and your sister can get away with some very rude things because they're family with other people you'd cut off. It's like, I'm not even dealing with you. And I think that's how the barbershop has been, where it's been like, ah, you're, you're not even on that side, but your family. But <laughs> 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 <For> your family. <laughs> I remember I, was, uh, I had a barber like years, 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 years ago. And um, before I found my barber, and he would make me wait. He would say, come at two. Yeah. I'll be there at 10 to two. I wouldn't get cut to 2.45. Yeah. 
but then he would answer calls in between the haircut. Yeah. But the calls yeah. would take 10 minutes each time. And so I'm thinking, I've got somewhere to go, but where am I going to go? You're my barber. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. like you said, there is that kind of ball and chain that you have with your barbers. And even, uh, you know, in the, the kind of clo- in a colloquial way, sometimes when we talk about it, like, you're cheating on your barber. Oh, my gosh, yeah, you can't yeah. get cut by another barber. But yeah, I think yeah, if, yeah. if we can make, like you said, if we can make it a standard across the board, nothing to be seen as, as lofty, but it's just a standard of professionalism, yeah. professionalism across the board, it gives us as customers um, an even more amazing experience. And then I'm not yeah. chained to you because I have to. I'm, I yeah. am chained or loyal to you because I want to be. And I remember you saying that in your, in your masterclass that any yeah. person that is saying that, oh, I'm loyal to you just for the sake of the haircut, you don't want them. I want you to come yeah. to me because you want to actually come to me. The service I provide is the service, you know, that you want. Yeah, I've always, um, said, that. I've always said to people, I don't want you to come yeah. to me because you feel you're, you have to be loyal to me. Come to me because mm. you want it, because you want to be with me. If you don't want to be with me, be, don't be with me. Go to another bar yeah. in my <laughs> shop. I, I, have yeah. no, I, have no, I have no issue with that because if you don't do that, then you're only doing a disjustice to me. And the reason why, because I don't see my flaws. So I'm going to keep going that way. And then slowly, I'm going to be kind of like going on a downward spiral and not even realize why, because people yeah. can't tell me. So I would rather, you know, you just highlight it quickly to me or, you know, bounce so I know there's something wrong. But also the other issue with a lot of barbers is they just always blame the customer. Where for me, I've always seen business as if any customer ever leaves you or is not happy with a service, I've done something wrong. It's you. Even, yeah. even if I wouldn't change what I've done, I've still done something wrong for that customer to leave. Because yeah. even if it's the fact that they say, oh, you don't swear, I wouldn't change that. But I have done something wrong as to why that customer doesn't want to be in my chair because mm-hmm. he or she would be more comfortable with that. And I think in business, you should always look at things that way. Just look at yourself and say, what was it? And say, okay, oh, I'm too busy. I'm not going to change being busy, but that's the reason why you left. So that's my fault. Or yeah, it might be my haircuts aren't good enough. Yeah. So that's why they left because my haircuts aren't good enough. So, you yeah. know, some, there are some reasons I've always said people will leave me for positive reasons, but there'll be negative reasons why people will leave me as well. But it's good to just accept whatever it is. Yeah, that's true. Um, July 4th. Whoop, whoop, July 4th, Slider Cuts is yes. back in session. The <laughs> shop is opening. How, ugh, I, don't know how it, I don't know how it must have been for barbers in this period of time. And you yourself holding a shop, but also having employees. How are you now preparing for opening and secondly, the onslaught of people that are going to be coming. It's almost like it's a good problem, but it's a problem yeah. that has to be managed in line with the regulations and restrictions. How is Slider Cuts preparing for that? Because it can't be easy. You know what? This lockdown has changed my mindset on things. So the Slider Cuts from three, four months ago is not the Slider Cuts now. Wow. So this time has made me like appreciate a lot more things. Like I've spent every day with my children. My wife's been working, so... Every day it's been me and my kids for like three months and I've enjoyed it. And I'm not even saying that for like, because it's good to say, oh, you spent time, you enjoy time with your kids. Because I know plenty of people have said to me, their kids are getting, getting to them. But I've actually enjoyed watching them grow and the connection and all that stuff there. So I've now got a mindset of like, I will do what I can, but I'm not breaking my neck. There's been people which have been calling me over the last few days. I'm just not picking up. And I'm just, to be very honest, I'm not that bothered because it's like I'm out with my kids all day while I'm supposed to be on my phone booking appointments because 
Wow. I've got a booking system because you got to my appointment system late. So it was all booked up. And before I would be like, okay, I'll find something. I'll make it happen. And I'll be like, no joke. And this is no, this is actually no joke. Two o'clock in the morning. I remember I used to wake up twice a night to carry on appointments. So I sleep, do my appointments at night, sleep. I wake up about two o'clock in the morning, do some more stuff. I might wake up about four, do some more stuff. And I, you know, if I start, let's say seven, I'll be up at like 5.36. Or if I start at five, then I'm, you know, up at four. And I just like, I put so much time, which is good because this is what made the business into the customers and focusing so much on the customers. I'm like, cool, I've done that. But now I'm not going to spend my whole life on the phone one. I'm not going to spend my whole life just thinking about customers. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, I have to come to the point where it's like, you know, customers, you're calling me. Here's the thing. I put out a newsletter to all my existing customers before Instagram came. <laughs> I put it out on Instagram saying, the booking system is getting open tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm having people message me two days later saying, oh yeah, can you book me in? <laughs> I'm like, so you didn't go to the, so you didn't go to book because you just thought, oh, he would just do it. So I'm just like, you know what? You, you lost out. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even picking up. I'm not even looking at the messages. I'm not even, I'm not picking up the calls. I'm just like, nah. And even now, even, and even now when I go back, I'm working less hours now because I'm no longer working Tuesdays because also, especially what's the good thing that came out of this time was my wife has had a lot more time to focus on her career and her career's is booming. So now I'm taking an extra day off so she can do her work, you know, because we've got kids and my younger son is one years old. So now we have to, you know, divide our time so we can both feed our careers. It can't just yeah. be me feeding my career, you know, so I will be working on Tuesdays normal. So she can work Tuesdays because um, she's a freelance artist, so she can do her work as well. And it's just going to be like, I will still do what I can for people, but it's kind of like where I was willing to go before, I'm not willing to go anymore. Mm, I love that. And I think a lot of people have said um, from, from the lockdown, so much has come out from it. Like, obviously, yeah. there's things that we miss, but there yeah. are points of reflection that are leading us into after um, the yeah. lockdown. And I think for you, especially because you are, you're doing so well, but there's only so far you can go if you don't tinker with what you're talking about now. Yeah. Because yeah. you can sky skyrocket and everything go amazingly well, and your children just be there, and your wife just yeah. be there, and those elements not kind of um, catered to. But I think now you're thinking with these things and putting yourself first. It's important but also, because. But also, what I say is, I would always have just make clear. I would always spend a lot of time with my kids. Though I no, say that like, that's something I never. Cause I used to bring my son to work with me. Um, no. I used to finish half day on Saturday to, to go be with my children or my son when it's just my son. Um, Sundays, Sundays and Mondays I was, on my days off even if I was cutting hair I'd always bring my son with me wherever I was going you know mm-hmm. I would take my son to school so I would start work at 5am then I'd finish at 7am go come home get my son ready wash your teeth whatever it is and that, then take him to nursery and go back to work then wow. I'd pick him up at work from work from nursery let's say at 5pm you know go pick him up come back to work and then carry on working with him. So I've always fully integrated him. But what I've done when people ask me, how do I manage all these things? I just said, I just sacrifice sleep. <laughs> That's why I just, I just don't, I just don't sleep. You just don't sleep. Something's got to yeah. give, something. Um, how, important has, how important has your wife been as a support um, through everything from, the, from whenever you met and, and all the way through 
the rise and the rise of slider cuts? How important has she been as your partner? Oh, it's really important because what I'd say is I can't put it fully into words, but I just know there are other people in life I could I could be with and I don't think I'd be as far as I'd be now. Because um your home life affects your output in the outward in the yeah. wider world. You know, if you have you've got if you've got so much trauma, which you know we all have like issues in relationships and stuff like that. It's not like it's perfect and there's no arguments mm-hmm. or anything like that. But if your home life isn't stable, it's hard to be producing fruit outside of that. Because it's almost like mm-hmm. these are the seeds, you know, that are being watered and is growing for everybody else to see. So Definitely. my wife, would you call it, has been vital because also on like practical levels, you know, she's an artist, she's helped me with my, she designed my logo. She, um, oh, before cool. I had any PAs or anything like that, she was helping me out with things I had to write up, invoicing people and all these different things, right? You know, contacting companies for this and that. So she was helping me out with that on a practical level. But outside of the actual physical, practical level of things, um, someone, having someone who actually wants you to succeed, because not every relationship you're in where the person actually wants you to succeed or they want you to grow, you know, whether that's subconscious or consciously they're doing that. Mm-hmm. So having that means that that kind of like shows in the way they talk to you and the things they do for you, the ways they're willing to help you. These things all show if they've got a character and an attitude of someone who actually wants to see you build. My wife yeah. said to me from like 10, when I met her 10, 11 years ago, she's the one who said to me first, oh, why don't you have your own mother shop? Why don't you have, you know, <laughs> you know? so yeah, so I feel like she's been, she's been vital, even if there's loads of things you can't pinpoint it's kind of like, a, it's almost like, it's just, it's all there. <laughs> all encompassing, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got one minute 59. Okay, in one sentence, in one, how would you like to be uh, remembered? I don't, do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I don't remember. Oh, oh, are, you, are you using your past card? No, no, what I'm saying, I don't know. What I would say is, I don't, what I want to leave is more mm. so what I'd say which would be, first of all, I want to pass on physical things to my children. Yeah. I want to pass on knowledge. I want to actually pass on things to give them a head start in life. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would want people to, I guess I'd want to, I don't know, it sounds egotistical to be remembered somewhere. I guess I'd like to, I'd like to leave, almost you could say a legacy where people saw that I helped other people. Wow. And they copy that and do even more. So I don't know if I need to be remembered, but if people take that and do it, even if I'm not remembered, then, you know, the seed is still growing. Nice. That is beautiful. Bro, thank you so much for joining me on this live. Um, It's talking to me and it's saying I've got 55 seconds. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to quickly just um, end this, but just start another one just to give you your prize um, and then take any one, two questions that anyone has. Is that okay? Yeah, we can do Q&A if you want to. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, guys. I'm going to end this one and then jump on the next one just so we have more time. All right, two sets. See you in a bit. 21 questions. Mark McIver, let's go. (laughs) 